Hey there. If you like this podcast, you are going to love my new book, Needy, How to Advocate for Your Needs and Reclaim Your Sovereignty. In Needy, I share my unique approach to identifying, honoring, and advocating for the most tender and true parts of yourself that are yearning to be acknowledged. It is an invitation to embody self-acceptance, which leads to meaningful growth in self-responsibility, self-care, self-trust, and self-love. All of the themes that we talk about all of the time on this podcast. Woven with threads of timeless wisdom, honest assessments of our needs, and heartfelt personal stories of transformation from yours truly and others, Needy illustrates a profound vision for what is possible when you listen to the stirrings of your heart and reclaim your undisputed sovereignty in your life. Now, you can get Needy wherever books are sold, but if you are a podcast super fan, you might appreciate the audiobook, which I do narrate, which you can find on Audible. Now on to today's show. Hey there, it's your host, Mara Glatzel, and you are listening to The Needy Podcast. Here at Needy, we are devoted to sharing frank conversations and true stories about what it means to meet your needs consistently, messily, and sustainably. To get more information about today's episode, please visit theneedypodcast.com. Now, on to today's show. Hello. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about neediness because, of course, you know, this podcast is called Needy. We talk about needs all of the time. But I have been in doing some research and, and working on the book proposal for this book that I'm writing. I've been thinking a lot about the reasons why we don't know what we need, why we become disconnected from our needs over the course of our lives, why we are deeply, deeply afraid to be seen as needy, and where all of that comes from. And something that I have been thinking about in doing that research is just how deep and just how powerful a lot of these stories are that we carry around what it means to have needs and what it means to get our needs met. Now, for those of you who have been in this work for a long time, you will know that I, though I have always spoken about self-care, I really became hyper-focused on needs when after the birth of my first daughter, because I became aware in that moment of how you go from being in utero where the mainstay of your needs are being met um, without kind of like on tap, on demand, um, without you needing to do much to advocate for your needs. And then you're born into the world and that, you know, umbilical cord is cut. And now for the first time, you have to advocate for what you need. I'm cold. I'm hungry. I want to be held. 
And the only tools that you have available to you are these kind of like rough infant cries. And the adult uh, who, you know, is, has been entrusted with your care also may be new to this, right? Also may be new to what it means to, to meet the needs of somebody else and to be so uncertain and lacking in your own resourcing, right? Those those first moments and years of being home with my children, they were so needy. And I, as the adult in, in, you know, entrusted with their care felt so, um, needy myself, right? I was exhausted. I was desperate for some semblance of normalcy around, you know, who, who I was, what, what my body was, all of these conceptions that I had had of myself before the birth of my children that I didn't even know to anticipate how tired I really would be, how hard some of those moments really would be. So here now we have this situation where, we're, we're, we're babies and, you know, we're needy and it's our first encounter with people who may not be cheering for our needs, may not be celebrating, um, you know, maybe kind of like begrudgingly meet our needs or try or doing their best and they're going to miss some things or they're going to get angry. Sometimes they're going to be having their whole own situation going on while alongside parenting us. And on the receiving end, it may start to feel like when I ask for what I need, and again, this is on such a rudimentary level at this point, but it grows like this over the course of our lives. You know, when I ask for what I need, the other person gets angry. When I ask for what I need, I'm a burden. When I ask for what I need, I'm an inconvenience. And because our, our, one of our primary needs alongside safety, although, you know, of course, belonging and safety are linked at this point, uh, belonging to our families of origin, belonging to our caregivers is essential. And so we are already caught in this dance of being needy. And knowing on some level that masking or diminishing or, um, you know, having less needs makes the people in our lives like us, right? Makes the people in our lives happy with us, um, or at least not upset with us. And it starts to work. We start to, to form this, this picture of, what it means to be good, what it means to be lovable, what it means to belong, what is necessary from us in order to belong. And now we get a little bit older and we start to be um, conditioned with all of these ideas about what it means to be good on another level, right? What it means to be desired, what it means to be sexy, what it means to be, uh, I can just remember you know, thinking I needed to model myself after these women in romantic comedies who were getting picked, right? And it was very clear, you know, nobody wants that needy person. Nobody wants that clinger, 
on. <laughs> you know, nobody wants um, somebody who's difficult to love. And we we file more context into our relationship with our own needs. And we start to think maybe that that's something that we need to work on by ourselves on our own time. We relegate our needs to the periphery of our lives. We take care of our needs late at night after everybody else's needs are met when everyone else is asleep. We try to manage our emotional needs uh, somewhere out there on the periphery of our lives by whatever means necessary, right? Because when we're not having our needs met, there's a lot of fallout from that physical, emotional, spiritual, mental. And so, you know, even when we're not actually attending to our needs, we're managing ourselves in some way. We're numbing ourselves in some way. We are um, placating ourselves in some way. And it is so powerful to really sit with the depths of what shows up for us around neediness. Because learning how to make space for and accept your inherent needs, because you are a human, you're not a robot. You have needs because you are a human. All of us have needs, every single one of us, right? I have needs, you have needs. Every person listening to this podcast has needs. But we don't talk about having needs because having needs is bad. And having needs means you're going to be discarded or you're unworthy or you're weak or you're less than or you're flawed. Having needs means that you're a failure, that, you know, you don't matter, that you're not worth the effort of being in a relationship with you. That even when you ask, nobody cares. That you should be grateful for what you have. That you having needs makes other people angry and therefore makes you unsafe in the face of their anger. So there's a depth here to what it means to be a human who has needs. And so This is what's missing from the self-care conversation because so many of us are thinking, you know, I, if I could just, or why can't I, you know, figure it out? Why am I still so exhausted? Why am I still saying yes when I want to say no? Why am I not carving out space for myself? Why is it so hard to follow through on the promises that I make myself? And the answer to that question is because on such a base level, We are collectively not allowing ourselves to have needs. We are shouldering this belief that our inherent needy humanity is in direct conflict with belonging to the communities and relationships and families that we desperately want to belong to. And so the risk of being needy is so high. Because, you know, I don't want that belonging to be tested. I don't want to see what's going to happen if I start carving out more space for my needs in my life. And then what? Nobody's going to be there. People are going to leave. I'm going to be all by myself. I'm going to have these horrible stories that I carry validated and verified 
I don't want to do that. But I'm needy. I can't help myself. No matter how hard I try, I can put all of my needs in that closet, but things are falling out despite my best efforts. You know, I have a joke in my house around rest where I say that either you take the nap or the nap takes you. And in some ways, this applies to to all of our needs, right? We can pretend we don't have them for quite some time. Uh, During that time, we are celebrated and socially validated for our strength and how much we're able to get done and how much we're able to do for other people. And it feels really good. And we start thinking that's the best part about us. And we want to keep doing that. And we borrow against ourselves some more. But our energy is not a renewable resource if we aren't attending to our needs. And this is why so many of us come into a place of burnout where we are forced face-to-face to really be with our neediness. And if we aren't doing the work of unlearning all of that conditioning, all of those stories that we hold, that we carry around what it means to be a human with needs, then when that happens, we are consumed with judgment and cruelty and, you know, self-punishment. And we beat ourselves up for being who we are. You know, you're never not going to be a human with a body. A body has needs, right? Beyond your extra needs, like your, you know, we have tons of needs. Um, But the body itself requires things to function. And beyond the physical body, the emotional body requires things to function. And that's like the baseline. Beyond that, it requires things to thrive, the mental body, the spiritual body. We have needs that show up in every aspect of our lives that when tapped into enable us to cultivate relationships with ourselves and with others that are more true, that are better aligned, that are better fit for us. And by turning to and permitting our needs to exist, we have this opportunity to belong to ourselves first and foremost. And we're never going to be able to cultivate that if we are diminishing our needs and doing everything that we can do in order to belong to other people. Coming into right relationship with ourselves means taking up that space in the center of our lives. And our needs are sacred. Our needs are that pathway that carry us from that place of self-abandonment to a place of self-partnership. By following the lead of our needs, we are able to walk that track home to ourselves. One, you know, well put together cup of coffee and awkward conversation and uh you know a sweaty dance session and paid healthcare bill at a time right the many 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 ways that we take care of ourselves and so by incorporating needs into the conversation, self-care becomes not something that you do in order to better align with an ideal of beauty or 
an ideal of productivity or, you know, these people who are put on pedestals, right? Because they quote unquote do it all. They're so patient and so loving and so productive. And also they look perfectly put together and all of these things. And we strive for that all the while judging ourselves for being in opposition to that. And yeah, sure. Some of those people exist and that's their, that's their life to live, right? I'm talking to you about your life. I'm talking to myself about my life. And if we want to live a life that feels as good as it looks, our needs have to be a part of the conversation. We have to reckon with the stories that we carry around what it means to be a human with needs. And we have to do that in community. So we can start to see, wow, okay, you know, I have those thoughts. And so does that person. I feel this way about myself. So does he. I carry that story because it's been reinforced through my family lineage for years and years and years. And she has that same thing going on in her family. This is the reason why I started this podcast to begin with three years ago, because every single day I had a client say to me, I, you're the only person that I know in my life who talks about needs, and you are certainly the only person who talks about them in a positive light. So how are we supposed to allow our needs out of that closet and bring them into the center of our lives, braid them into our relationship with ourselves if we've never heard anybody saying it's okay to have needs? You know, I I hear a lot of people who say things like, you're not needy, you're a person with needs, which I have said some sometimes myself too. But at this point in my life, I am like full-blown reclaiming needy. Like, yeah, I'm a human with needs and that makes me needy. That makes me a needy human. <laughs> I want to reclaim that concept. You know, I want to pull it out of the um, sort of like trash fire of women who get left behind in rom-com movies and laughed at and bring it into my life in a way that's meaningful. I am needy. I am needy. Inherently being a human with a human body and a desire to be in relationship with myself and a desire to be in relationships with other people without abandoning myself and a desire to show up here and in every aspect of my work in a way that's aligned with my divine purpose, my needs carving out space for them, knowing what they are, being in conversation with them, and figuring out ways to doably, because really this is all about what is doable, um, to doably meet those needs each day. Because I want a, a seat at the table in my own life. I want my life to feel as good as it looks. I want to permit the truest version of myself into every room that I walk into. And that means reclaiming that idea of what it means to be a needy human, dusting it off and deciding for myself and here in this community with all of you, that that's not something I'm going to be embarrassed about. I'm not going to let my neediness mean that I'm weak or I'm a failure. I'm not going to discard myself for being a human with needs 
Because again, so much of this conversation has to do with the self-abandonment that happens so that we aren't abandoned by our communities. And so what I want you to see is that in that scenario, you are being abandoned regardless. You are abandoning yourself regardless. And there's nothing more lonely than not being in relationship with yourself and abandoning yourself and being surrounded by a group of people who don't actually know you might look better. You know, maybe you believe because that's what you've been told that that's what being successful, like having a successful life is, but I want to know how does it feel? Because in my experience, it feels really bad and I don't want that for myself and I don't want that for you. So we have to allow our needs out of the closet. We have to reckon with these stories that we carry. And we have to talk about what it means to be a person with needs and to risk voicing those needs aloud in the presence of the people in our lives so that maybe, maybe those needs could be met. If not by that person, then maybe by ourselves. Maybe it's a group effort, right? There, there's so much at play once we start to begin verbalizing our needs. But one thing is for sure, and that is that those needs aren't getting met if you're waiting for somebody else to read your mind, or if you're waiting for somebody else to validate the existence of your needs in order for you to allow yourself to have them, or for you to continually lock those needs away in the closet shouldering that belief that doing so is what is right and good and expected. Well, it might be expected, but you're responsible for yourself. You're responsible for the quality of your life. You're responsible for your needs. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the needy podcast with Mara Glatzel. If you'd like my support and learning how to nourish your needs, dance on over to the needy to sign yourself up for revive a gorgeously free five day course, chock full of real self care and daily tending. If you love today's episode, pretty please leave us a review on iTunes and join us next week. And as always, permission loves company. So if there's a human in your life that you think can benefit from this conversation, I would be so grateful if you shared it with them. Thank you.